Hey everybody, good evening. This is Joe. REI in your car. How are you? Um, I'm still driving home from my MBA class, but I thought of something else I wanted to talk about, and I want to talk about it before I forget it, because this is really important, and I've got just a few minutes, so I'm going to chop, chop, and get to the point. Uh, dig your well before you're thirsty. Hmm, what does that mean? I was listening to another guy talk about this, about uh, he was talking about uh, marketing and general business stuff, uh, and uh Oh, I almost went on a bunny trail, and I just stopped myself. Oh, aren't you proud of me? All right. <laughs> on this podcast, he was talking about uh, digging your well before you're thirsty. And this is really, really important for real estate. Because I remember when I was first getting started in the business, how, um, especially with lease options, let me just put this in the context of lease options. Uh, when you are doing a lease option deal, you go out there and you start advertising and marketing for sellers, okay? Let me just kind of give you a time frame of how long it might take you to do your first deal. And the first property you get under contract, you might not even sell. So sometimes it's slower going with lease options than it is with wholesaling. I could still argue that it's easier than wholesaling, but sometimes you gotta think about, the, it's a little bit longer process. Let me explain why. So you turn, you do, you start doing your marketing, you start sending out your direct mail, you start sending text messages and emails, and you can start getting calls back. And you talk to sellers, right? That can happen relatively quickly, right? You, let's say you're doing direct mail though, you get your list and you send it to the mail house. They're not gonna print the mail and send it right away. That might take three, five business days before they actually print the mail and send it. Then it takes, sometimes two, three business days for that mail to hit. So from the time that you purchase the list and make the order, it might be a week before that direct mail hits. Then sellers start calling. Most of the calls are gonna come in that first couple days. Then you have um, sellers that you're calling, right? And you talk to some sellers. You get a seller that's interested in a lease option. You send them an offer. They maybe never heard of it, so they need to think about it, right? They're just gonna, it sounds interesting, I'm intrigued, but I don't know, it's something that they've never heard of, they may not say yes right away. So you get a few more days, you follow up with them, maybe you meet them in the house. Uh, if they're motivated, obviously the faster they're gonna sign a sign a lease option deal. So it might take, I find, you know, in fact, I, I found a lot of deals that were lease options. I don't know what percentage, but at least half of them, at least half of my lease option deals came from sellers who needed some time to think about it and it was because of the follow-up that they eventually called me back and said, yeah, you know what, I'm interested now, okay? Or the, the you're talking to one spouse and they maybe want to do it, but they want to explain it to their husband or their wife and they've never heard of it before and then they have questions, so you send them stuff and you follow up with them and whatever. So you've got to have a lot of uh, irons in the fire when it comes to lease options. You've got to have, you gotta be doing a lot of marketing, talking to a lot of sellers and making a lot of offers. All right, you're, it's just not as cut and dry as a cash offer where take it or leave it, this is it. This is a lease option, especially if you're giving them multiple options like I teach and like I do, 
I give the seller um, different lease option options. All right, so anyway, let's say they say yes. That might be a week or two weeks later after you first send the offer. They finally say yes. Then you got to get the property under You got it under contract. Now you start marketing the property, right? And that doesn't just happen overnight. You got to get pictures. You got to put it on the website, get it advertised, get signs. That may take a few days if you're aggressive. Then you start marketing the home, right? And you get most of your calls from bandit signs on the weekend. So let's just say you start marketing the house on Tuesday. You might not be until the weekend where you get a lot of calls. You get a few Craigslist calls and you get some Zillow calls maybe. But most of the calls come from your bandit signs that you put out on the weekend. So you show the home for two, three, four weeks, okay? And you finally find somebody that's qualified, that's interested in the house, that has good money to put down. And guess what? They, want, they like the house, they want to move in. But they don't. They don't have to. They can't move in for another th three, four, five, six weeks sometimes because they got to get out of their current house. If you want, if you find a tenant that wants to move in tomorrow, <laughs> that's kind of a, a bad sign. That's not a good sign. That means there's something going on where they got evicted or they're homeless or something, right? So, bottom line is like at the end, by the time the tenant buyer finally moves in the house and you cash your check. If you're staying in the middle or you're assigning the deal or whatever, um, you make your money. That could be a period of six to eight weeks. Well, I'd say four to eight weeks. Four being pretty aggressive, eight weeks being more typical from when you first send out the marketing and get the property under contract, okay? So that process takes a while. And here's the other thing that happens with lease options especially if you're doing lease option assignments or wholesaling lease option deals like I teach. I, if it's sandwich lease option, my option is exclusive. That, in other words, the seller can continue advertising it on their own. On a lease option assignment where I'm going to sell my contract to a tenant buyer, I typically don't make my contracts exclusive because I give the seller whatever price they want. And sometimes that means if they want too much and I'm trying to sell my contract, a lease option contract to a tenant, buyer uh, with my realtor that you know they may want too much for it and, and that may take up some time so I don't want to be tying up quote unquote I don't want to be tying up the property if I don't if I can't find a good tenant buyer for it or if my realtor can't find a good tenant buyer for it right so that is super important if, because if, if it's been two months and the, the, the seller's mad because you've not put a tenant buyer in the house yet uh, they can't come to you and say, hey, you took my house off the market. I could have sold it. I could have leased it out on my own, et cetera, et cetera. So I make my lease option contracts non-exclusive, which means the seller can continue advertising it for sale or for lease on their own. And if they sell it or lease it before I do, they cancel my contract and they don't owe me anything. So I lose deals that way, but I could argue that I gain more deals than I lose. So it's not... Uh, it, it, sometimes it happens when you got a new student that's getting some deals under contract. They're all excited. They get a couple deals under contract and they all fall through and they're discouraged. They're like really discouraged. Like, oh, well, that just happens. And, and when, when it comes to lease options and you talk about doing your marketing plan, you know, if you want to do two deals a month, to be conservative, you should try to get four properties under contract every month just to be conservative. All right, so not only does it take once you get a tenant buyer, it takes a while to get that tenant buyer in there and cash your checks and all that stuff, but you also may lose some deals. Um, and sometimes when you're just getting started, 
you it's like a used car lot you know if you have this if you buy this used car lot and you put a one car in the lot with a little light that's kind of shining on it parking lot light not a lot of people are going to be interested in stopping and looking at the car but if you've got a bunch of cars in there you're going to get more and more traffic that stop at the parking lot to look at all the cars that are there and they may see they may go there to look at one car and they don't like it actually but they see another car that they do like and they buy so as your business grows and you start building that momentum you start getting more and more properties on your website or marketing whatever then you you're going to get more and more interest in every, the other in, in your stuff and you're going to start selling your properties faster all right so bottom line is obviously nothing is easy in this business you've got to it takes work it takes disciplined effort you've got to be consistent with it and you always always got to be marketing always got to be keeping your pipeline full of leads super important never ever ever stop your marketing get someone else to do your marketing for you I say it's marketing done for you in spite of you so here's one of the problems people sometimes get into real estate when they need money like now I need to make money in 30 days now you can't do that I when I'm doing my webinar I say listen if you were to take me away from my family and drop me off in a city that I've never been to and in the middle of nowhere Idaho or wherever uh, this is the same exact strategy I would use I would do lease options and you know if you, you put a gun to my head and said you can't you know you got to make five grand in the next four weeks or you can't ever see your family again whatever uh, I would do it right I would make a, a hundred phone calls a day uh, and then I'd make a hundred phone calls at night, right? I would just be on the phone calling everybody and, you know, getting a deal under contract and then doing 500 bandit signs. Uh, so anyway, the, uh, there, you can make money fast if you know what you're doing, but if you're kind of new, it's, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a while. So if you have this attitude, like I got to make 30 I got to make money in 30 days, um, well, you can do it, but it's the, the chances of you doing it are honestly tough. It's challenging, no matter what kind of deals you're doing. Lease options or regular wholesaling or fix and flip. I mean, obviously, fix and flip not. But All right, so here's the point. Uh, you've got to dig your well before you're thirsty. Does that make sense? So if you've got like, if you just you got fired or you just quit your job and you only have three months of savings... I might tell you, man, I don't know, like maybe you should get a part-time job while you're kind of trying to make ends eat, make ends meet. Um, so how long do you need? How long before you should start digging your well? How You know, should, do you get water from it? I, you know, I don't know. But the point is, dig your well before you're thirsty so that when you do get thirsty, when you do get money, you have that momentum behind you where you've got a lot of leads coming in. If you lose a deal or two, eh, so what? I've got 10 more that I'm marketing right now, okay? Uh, that tenant buyer you put into the house, it's the same with leasing, uh, uh, listings, right? With regular realtors. Uh, every realtor listening to this who does uh, listings knows what I'm talking about. Uh, the same with, you know, if you're working with buyers, you don't know, there may be like three months before that buyer that was once so excited about wanting to buy a property now Maybe like three, four, five months before they finally make a decision. Oh, there's some beautiful deer right there. I'm going down my driveway and there's some deer on the side of the road. Um, I always got to slow down because you never know when they might jump across the road. 
So dig your well before you're thirsty, and then when you, you know, when it comes time to like, yikes, I gotta pay some bills, tax man's knocking on the door, the uh, debt collectors, or whatever it is, right? You've got the deals coming in, and you're not counting, you're not spending your money before you make it. I, I don't can't tell you how many times I did that when I was first getting started, right? So uh, think about that, you know. Uh, always be planning three, six months ahead and you're going to be fine then, okay? Be always be marketing, um, thinking that you're filling your pipe. you got to have the patience then, right? I guess is also what I'm trying to say. You need to be patient with the, the marketing that you're doing. You may not see any results for um, several months from those leads that you're getting now because you're going to have to follow up and send offers and they're going to have to cook they're going to have to think about it for a little bit. They're going to have to talk to their spouse. They're going to have to try to sell their house on their own and realize that they can't and it's not as easy as they thought it was. Uh, they put a tenant in there that they think is awesome and then realize that he's a terror and he's late every month. And then it's like, okay, now I'm motivated. Now I'm ready. And can you tell me about that lease option thing again? Um, can you, is your offer still good? Does that make sense? Cool. Um, that's it, guys. I am home and I'm tired. So I'm going to go. See you. Good night. Bye-bye.